Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Crush Steven's dream. Start recording right it's now. Recording. Okay. It's recording right now. Oh, God damn it, Steven. Steven, <laughs> Steven, I hope you're listening to this because you just ruined you just ruined podcast gold, but I still love you anyway. I'm sure Oki does not. <laughs> always ruining crap. Dude, god damn it. But you know what? He ain't going to ruin this one. It's the next episode of the RVA Returners podcast. Boys and girls, we are back. And we're back with some special guests today. But first off, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, is Adam, also known as Nathan Lane. But uh, we're joined by two of two of our favorite people. Two, two of the, the biggest, like, I don't know, man. They're, they're definitely, like, they're, they're brothers to us. And that's Matthew Okimoto and Greg Cole. Say hello, boys. Hello. Thanks for having me. Super excited. Oh, Hello, honored to be here. Thank you. Oh no, man! Any any time. We 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 are honored to have you. And uh, man, I just can't get over Stephen. Jesus Christ, killing me, killing me. Adam, you should be ashamed of yourself. Did you let him know what he did? And I didn't tell him, but like I I, well, I, I didn't hear you say it, and I looked over and he was messaging me on Facebook, so I responded. Oh man, he'll find out the hard way. But I do still want to play Matt with Greg Cole's face on it. It would, uh, I think, it'll get me out of this rut, rut I'm in. But you know, we'll get to that. But we're going to start off with what we always start off with, boys. Do we know what that is? The news. I got to say it. That was awesome. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I felt good. I, I was really hoping one of y'all would say it. That's why I was going for the Oh, it felt so good. Oh, I feel privileged. <laughs> yes, indeed. So a uh, lot to unpack this weekend. We had three events, uh, two here um, stateside. And then, of course, there was a little one overseas called the Winter Cup. Maybe, maybe y'all got a chance to, you know, got a chance to take a, you know, a, a look at it. But um, we're going to kind of break down each one. Um, so we had our Soldier Series event yesterday it was the number four in our monthly series this one was a little bit different as people could see from our post we actually did a uh we did a charity event we uh in lieu of any kind of entry fee we just was like hey you know we're going to donate to richmond area toys for tots so bring in you know a new toy something you know that we can you know donate to toys for tots and we don't really care about the value it could be two dollars it could be two hundred dollars and everywhere in between just bring something you know it is the holidays we're all about giving and we actually had a really good turnout for that we had uh 16 players uh of course adam ran the stream um i actually played and boy i did not do well but we'll get to that um so yeah 16 players everybody donated and a big shout out again to mr irving diaz he actually donated he um he was supposed to come up i don't know if he was making a trip this way or he has family up here i don't remember we talked a while back and he was originally going to be be in town for this event, but he, when he found out he couldn't make it, or he wouldn't, he might not be able to make it. He actually just sent me some money to put towards the event, like in the form of like pizza and you know go buy some toys for the kids. So you know, overall, between the sixteen of us and Irvin's donation, we got about forty toys. Yeah, and I mean, wow. I guess we should probably shout out Matt, right? I mean, Matt, had no, a, yeah. it was his idea uh, to do the whole thing, and then we just supported it. Well, yeah, it's um, actually really cool because I know you and I had actually talked about that a while back. Yeah. And Matt came in and was like, hey, have you thought about doing a charity event? And we were like, actually, yes. And, you know, again, big shout outs to Matt DiOrio. He actually took the reins and, like, 
you know, kind of organized all the, you know, the pickups, you know, and everything for the event, just really, really stand up human being. And we're, we're really privileged to have a guy like him in our community. But yeah, it was pretty sweet. I think we had, yeah, we ended up with like 40 toys. Cause if you brought extra toys, we entered you extra times into a raffle and we raffled off a bunch of crystal cut boxes keychains key yeah but uh the event itself even though i shouldn't give him a shout out at this point uh the event was won by steven uh Arbaletta. he was actually playing the the same list that jfb was playing at the winter Cup. yeah i think and, it, uh, it, it was, was pretty close was it card for card yes yeah okay. it was and it was uh him and uh tanis the professor down from sova playing joseph he was playing joseph Ears, uh goal wings list that used the uh light yuna that deck was really sweet. Like it was a really, really good event to watch. And for those who turned tuned in, thanks for watching. Uh, hope you enjoyed everything. I know for a fact, me personally, I did not do well at all. I, um, I went one in three and I got dumpstered all day long. It did not feel good, but at the same time, I didn't care. Cause just watching all the toys pile up and people having fun. And there were, there was a lot of like people in the shop saying, Oh, what are they doing? What's this? What's that? So it was a lot of, there was a lot of buzz around what we were doing in the shop. So it was really, really cool. But, um, you know, Adam was running the stream as always. Steven will be getting a custom play map for winning the event. But, you know, not a whole lot there. I hear there was a be- there was a big event, an awesome event happening, you know, cross country. Maybe maybe Greg and Oki could, you know, kind of tell us about what was going on over there at this Metapotion event. Yeah, we had, um, I think at the end of the season, there was 29 players that qualified total. And nice. Event, a few people had uh, stuff that came up last minute, so they couldn't come. We ended with like 21 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would have been 22, but I ended up running the event. And um, Greg actually played, so he could probably give you like a rundown of how his experience. Oh, how'd you do, Greg? Uh, I think I got third place, right, Matt? Yep, at the end, you got third. Yeah. Um, it was crazy. It was a crazy event. It was super beautiful though, because everybody was just like, everybody just loved each other, and everybody there was so much like love and passion and friendship. And you, you said my favorite ship, Greg. Friendship, where I come from, is the only ship that sails. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> There's the episode name. We already found it. Yeah, episode. yeah, it's already there. Yeah. <laughs> oh that was quick for this. That one. was so good. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was so good! Holy cow! Damn right. Well, what were you playing, Greg? I was playing Silence. Nice. Uh, is it the same list that you shared with me a while back with the uh, the Uriange and the dragons and all that good stuff? Uh no, Uriange, but I did add um, more summons and more um, more Fords other than Uriange, like um, uh, Astinian. I, I love Astinian in that deck, mm-hmm. and the and the new thing. Uh, New Thancred's really good. You might actually have to... Uh, I'm going to need you to actually... We're, we're going to take a quick tangent. I'm going to need you to kind of break down... Because Adam... Th- you know, I, I've been in a rut here in Opus 7. I, I just haven't had it outside of title. I haven't really had a good event. And he keeps saying that I should jump back on the Scions wagon. Like, just go for the layup, right? Yes. But I... Uh, I don't know. Greg, I need you to sell me. I need you to sell me this pin. Tell tell me why I should jump back on Scion. You could be every deck in the meta with it. Damn. Well, you just went right Damn. for the gym, didn't you? It's it's basically like we'll we'll look at like uh Wind Water, mm-hmm. Earth Wind, and Scions as like rock, paper, scissors, right? Sure. But but we'll look at Scions mm-hmm. and and uh based on, on your draws, Scions can be both rock and paper or something like that. You know, 
That's interesting. So Scions can pretty much just, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just me and I I see how linear it can be. Like you're literally just building back, you build four backups and then you just do whatever the hell you want. Is that? I guess that's why it's so good. Yeah, you Still. can do that. There's you, there's so many things you could do with it. It, it has, uh, you know, several lines of play. Uh, it's like just like uh, Wind Water, Earth Wind. Like I think what makes all those decks so great is that all their the every single card is so ho- cohesive with other cards in the deck. I think that's what makes the deck. Well, that's fair because I, then I will put that on. I've got a checklist of decks I'm gonna be playing at locals uh, this week coming up. I'm actually gonna be playing that Earth. Uh, Earth Fire Warrior of Light list that uh Rice stands by land being a good card and you know what maybe maybe, maybe I'm making a mistake but I'm gonna go ahead and listen to him. Um, if you if you want um any better like I guess acceptance of the deck there was two mm-hmm. in the top eight of our event. One was being, it really okay? Because uh, I'm, I'm playing yeah. Dan. Card. Uh, one being ran by Dan Nguyen as well. I can. I'm gonna just tell you like all the top eight uh archetypes. Yeah, please do break it down. Uh, so the winner was Day, who was playing Wind Earth, not Urianje, just like normal Wind Earth, with like mm-hmm. uh, Legends, Idane, and Wall. Uh, second place was David Harada playing Wind Water, basically mm-hmm. the tip, the typical Wind Water, except he was running Horum and Layla Viking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Greg was Scions, and then fourth was Chip Davis playing Mono Ice, which is typical like mid range ice with Sephiroth. Uh, fifth was Brian Berkeley playing the Wind Water list. Oh, very close to the one that I ran at Worlds with no Layla Viking. Um, six was David Nguyen, who ran Water Ice, which is like mm-hmm. the standard Water Ice build with like uh, Sephiroth, Endgames, and Nidhogg, and such like that. Seventh was Dan Nguyen with the uh, Fire the Wall. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, there's only one in the top eight. My bad. <laughs> one in the top eight was Dan. And then eighth was Miguel, who ran Wind Earth, but it was like Monk's Wind Earth. It's a little interesting. Oh, nice. Interesting. Yeah, I, I've actually been seeing a lot of Porum over Layla Viking recently. We were talking about it yesterday too, where like yeah, it's actually kind of funny, and uh, we'll 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 unpack that in a second. Our top eight was super diverse too. Um, number eight, we'll actually go down our top eight as well, since, since you know you you, uh, you know you set the precedent there. Uh, <laughs> number eight on ours was a uh, Lord Byron uh, Byron uh, Baliki. He was on uh, like a standard Earth uh, Earth Wind. Uh, number seven was one of our newer players, uh, Luke Shapiro. He was on Scions. Uh, number six was uh, Danny Diaz, and he was on uh, uh, Windwater Gold Wings. Uh, number five was Jimmy, who was on Mono uh, Mono Wind Yuri. Uh, number four was Top Eight Johnny on Mono Ice. Uh, number three was uh, Colin Coughlin. He was playing the Shota Ramza deck. Uh, second place was Tannis on the the Gold Wings, uh, the Joseph Here Gold Wings deck, and obviously Stephen won on the Earth Wind Urianje deck. It's actually so not super different. <laughs> There's well, a lot of similar it, stuff there. Well, no, I mean, everybody... Well, I guess there were a couple different things. Uh, I guess oh, no, I mean, between the two. There. Between the two yeah. top eights, there's a lot of overlap. That's all I'm saying. So, people know what's good, man. People know what's good. It, and Winters won both events? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. Turns out. It's an Turns okay deck. It has all the answers. And uh, I know, like you were saying, I kind of prefaced that with... You know, we were at, we were t- we were talking during the match yesterday. That, yeah, like Layla Viking, just it, while it's still really really good, doesn't feel as good as it used to. And why why do you guys so, think that? I'll I'll say something, and and it, this is based on a conversation kind of that I had with Oki when I was building the deck that I've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, the the nice thing about Porum is she takes up less card slots in your deck, mm-hmm. and she's a burst. Yeah, <laughs> and she lets you kind of filter the top three instead of just draw a card. 
So it it's kind of like more in your favor to get something that you need at that moment, I guess. Yeah, it turns out Ponder's probably better than like Opt, for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah, and then don't sleep on her actual ability either. Um, oh, yeah. Just her being upright out for a turn. I mean, that she can cancel things like Sybil and Cactuar and mm-hmm. Minor. You know, lots mm-hmm. of relevant stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, we'll see how that develops. I, I agree. I, I think Porum has always been a fantastic card. And I think just, I guess, with Turbo being gone, it kind of changes, you know, really the the use of Layla Viking. Not that they're, they're still great cards and they make Cloud of Darkness that much better. But I agree, If, if unless you're playing that kind of deck... They probably probably don't have the card slots for them anymore, or you do. It's just not as effective. I almost feel like if you're gonna run like a two-two split between Layla Viking or something, you're better off just playing like three Porums and another card. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just. I mean, if you have room for like three-three, then it's great. Uh, but if you play like two-two or two-one, I, I I feel like we were talking about this yesterday too. When you play those splits, it's like you always have one and not the other. It, that's how it feels. I mean. Dude, don't even get me started, man. On at locals this last week, I was playing the Shota Ramza deck. Every game, every round, I drew all three Laylas and never even sniffed a Viking. Yeah. I was like, this just feels awful. Oh, I hate that. Oh, I, I'll brings my piss to a boil. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, where do you get these? Oh, it, it, he's it full just, of them, dude. They sound original. Me. They uh, just come to me. So, uh, yeah, it sounds like you guys had a good time. I know there was a uh, – I didn't get a chance to watch, but there was a little video you all shared. Was that like a, a, a top eight, like, presentation kind of thing? Yeah, was, we just wanted to do, like, a, try to announce the top eight, and it gets people excited. I know people oh, liked absolutely. when Vince did it at Nationals for the top mm-hmm. cut. So, it's like, oh, let's try to do that because we couldn't stream the event. We mm-hmm. brought the equipment and had everything, like, ready to stream, but we couldn't get the password for the computer oh, <laughs> that we no, were borrowing. No. So it was like, all right, well, it's fine. Um, so we just basically, the little video was just an, a snippet of like the announcement of the top eight. And then we did a special thing for ninth place since Vince, uh, Vince Angeles from San Diego always bubbles at our events. Mm-hmm. We, got, we, we gave ninth place three Vincent promos. That's awesome. <laughs> did Vince get ninth? That would have been sweet if he did. No, Vince, Vince couldn't make it. We, oh, really wanted, okay. we really wanted him to make it and get ninth and get three Vincent promos <laughs> just for like the lulls. But um. Dude. Kyle McGinty ended up getting ninth, so he got to be the one oh, to get the, the three Vincent promos. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Well, it looks like it was a good time, man. Really awesome uh, top eight list, and I'm glad. I'm glad I've got some more validation on the on land being a good card. So, uh, you know, the last event we're going to talk about it was kind of the big one this weekend. It was the Winter Cup over uh, over in Wales, I believe, is where it was. Uh, Cardiff, right? Was it in Cardiff or Wales? <laughs> I think or- it's the same. We might hold on. I got to look it up. Is it the same place? I I saw people throwing around the word Cardiff. I I'm not familiar with the like that area because yeah, Cardiff is the capital of Wales. Okay, so all right, okay. All right. Like I only I only know Cardiff because the parent company that I work for is out of Cardiff, and that's the only reason I know that name. We're just gonna go with that. I was more right. I was more specific. Let's just go with that. Touche. Touche. <laughs> is, is Cardiff like an LGS or something? I think no. it's a I think it's a town or a city. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cardiff is like a city. All the Europeans okay. are gonna make fun of us right now. It's okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be like, "Is California an LGS?" <laughs> <laughs> no word of a lie. Yeah. Oh. Oh man, they're they're gonna rip us to shreds for that one. But that's okay. 
Um, but yeah, I've never been over there. Oki, I think, is the only one uh, amongst us, unless he's uh, got the passport with all the stamps in it. Yeah, I went. To, I don't. I don't think I went to Wales. I was. I was just in London. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think. I don't know on the map, but I think it's they had, they had to take a flight there. I think. Oh, okay. Like like one of those like couple hour flights maybe. I mean, I mean, I didn't realize we were doing our welcome to the RVA returner <laughs> geography lesson. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, like at least from my understanding, getting around in Europe, you can either take a train or a flight, and it's usually like only like a couple hours, like one or two. Oh man, I want to take a train so bad. That's why I'd want to live over there, just so I could take the train everywhere. We, we have feel classy and well traveled. We have buses here. They suck, but they're here. <laughs> no, not unless yo. Okay, we're gonna get off on one more tangent. Then we're gonna talk <laughs> about the Winter Cup. Have you ever taken the Chinatown bus? You mean up to New York? Yeah, or or to Philly or to wherever, because uh, you can get from Richmond. Yeah, it's cheap, to but New it's terrible. <laughs> well, you can get there in like two hours because they go like four hundred miles an hour, and they like cut through the woods and they drop people off at like a gas station, and then they pick up people. And like, I, I mean, like these aren't these aren't passengers; these are people like running for like an oppressive government, that kind of thing. Oh gosh! <laughs> and then like, and then like, you're in New York in two hours. I don't know how it happens. It's an adventure. The Chinatown bus is an adventure. But, okay, so Winter Cup. So there were, what, about 200 people at this event? I think, yeah, it was like 186 or something like that. Close to 200, yeah. Man, that's a, that's a lot of bodies, especially in that this, this is like right off the haunches of worlds, too. So, um, you know, the, the hunger is still there for a lot of people to play. Um, so of what you guys saw, what did y'all think of, you know, the decks and, you know, because – for the most part, what I watched on day one, everything I saw was pretty different for the first few rounds. And uh, I'm going to go back and finish watching everything. I woke up just in time for top four today. Um, what did you guys think? I just saw, like, the the last bit of the event. But um, I, I think Toby was on Mono Water, right? He was the undefeated day one. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, was he, was, yeah he was 8-0 on day one. Yeah. That's, uh, that's real legit. And I then think he lost his top 16. In, in typical fashion, I think he did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he lost. He lost to Rob in the top sixteen. Yeah. Well, I guess that's fair because Rob eventually went on to win. Went on to win the whole thing. Yeah, Robert Phillips was not because I got the top sixteen right here. Uh, Toby was the first seed. Uh, was that Luis Burnett was second seed? I, I'm not even going to try. Metin, Metin, Metin uh, was number three. Patrick Carr was four. Uh, Tush was five. Jackie Hayden was six. Anthony uh, Action, I guess he was the the winner of last year's winner. Cup, he was, yeah, was seven. Uh, Christian Schwep Schwepke was number eight. Jonathan Ho was number nine. Nicholas McLeod was ten. Oliver Simmons was eleven. Uh, Sasha Corbo was twelve. JFB was thirteen. Uh, Grammy Gram Grambo. I'm awful with this, and I apologize if they're listening and I butcher their name. Uh, Pentala was 14, Jonathan Ellis was 15, and Robert Phillips was 16. Yeah, so he lost uh, right, in, right in top 16 then. Because, you know. Uh, notable names that I'd see on the bubble here uh, Steve Dolman was 18, and Jamie Faulkner was 19. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough turn. I think it was eight rounds of Swiss, right? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like the tiebreakers were like super oh. close. Speaking of that, uh, we had a tiebreaker yesterday that legit came down to one point of damage to get into yeah. top eight. And that was the only time I've ever seen that. Yeah, it was nuts. That shows you, man. Tiebreak tiebreakers mean a lot, and they can be super, super narrow. But it was a good event, from what I saw. A lot of diverse decks. Uh, but there also, while I say there was a lot of diverse decks, there was a lot of wind, a lot of wind earth, a lot of wind water. Man, I okay. I'm gonna preface all that by this. Why is Yuri so good? Why is that card so good? 
I mean, well, somebody he, tell me. He has, somebody tell me why that card is so good. He has a lot of text on this card. Typically, that's a a good thing, you know. Usually, you see yeah, a card we, that we much that text. The Alua, the Alua method, right? Um, I mean, he does a lot of things for a lot of elements that shouldn't be able to do those things. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm kind of glad that he's good though. Like, I it's been a long time, dude. I think for like light to have a good card. To be honest, no, I, I agree. I agree. I, I think their best light card up to this point was probably Zidane. Yeah, and it's not like Cam's gone anywhere, and you're still seeing him. So oh, absolutely. I think it's a good to have that kind of balance. But yeah, Wind is in a really, really good place right now. Probably the best element in the game. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. Greg, what do you guys think about that sentiment? Uh, I think Wind is... like I think <laughs> Greg will hate me because he doesn't run Wind, but I think Wind is probably the best element. If you're not running it, then... You better be able to beat it somehow. I don't know. It's really no, good. Are you saying mono wind? Just, the uh, wind just wind in general. in general. Yeah. Like it has a lot of tools, right? Like it can it can ramp backups fast. It has mm-hmm. a lot of removal. It has a lot of combat tricks. Uh, all the forwards that wind plays are pretty good, like evenly statted for the cost. Mm-hmm. Like what what back? Like the only thing that I think wind might have struggles with, like if you're mono wind, right? And you get to five backups so fast, and then you draw more backups. Like, that's probably the worst that could happen. Because that's actually what happened in the finals there against uh, Robert. Um, Anton, like, like you could watch his hand, like, in key turns, he would just brick two backups every time. To be fair, he was, I think, one of the previous games, he was drawing, like, Chaos Walkers at the right time and (laughs) Moogle at the right time. Yeah, his top decks are pretty good, I think, for the most part. But, yeah, I mean, sometimes you can brick on double backup. Mm -hmm. But I think Alex said it pretty good when he was commentating, is, like, the way that... Anthony was uh, paying for his cards and like not maximizing mm-hmm. his CP on each turn. It kind of punished mm-hmm. him. Uh, definitely in game two, it punished him for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's where the skill comes down in wind, right? Like, because I mean, a lot of your guys are essentially free, but knowing how to sequence that to get the like the maximum value out of your CP, I think that's that's where the skill comes in and knowing how to sequence those turns for sure. Yeah, I think there was a turn where like a uh, handful of people were questioning like Archer, um, Rob Archer, an active Archer on Anthony's side. Yeah, and people were like, "Well, wh- why don't you just hit the the dull Archer, right? So he can't use it in response." But I think Rob wanted to Rob like Rob knew he was going to Archer the the unit eventually. Mm-hmm. I think he wanted to get the card out of uh, Anthony's hand because Rob knew a turn later he could he could board wipe. Yep, and, and then that ca- that card was a Zidane, if I remember right. Yeah, so he, he wanted to make he wanted his opponent to make the decision: Are you keeping the card, or are you letting me get a free archer that I'm going to get anyways, so that in the following turn I can set up a board wipe and you have less chance of recovering? I think that's why he did it. Don't quote mm-hmm. me, but that's that's was my logic. Interesting. No, that, no, it makes sense when you when you look at it. You know, when you look at the sequence of events, there it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he played really well against JFB too. Even though in game two he was six for six on. Ex bursts like Dude, that man, you, every you time. That kind of action, man. That's that's like Steph Curry from like the three point line, dude. That's like Gary. Like I don't know, maybe he's just <laughs> that good. I I don't know, but it was pretty brutal. I need to get some advice to JFB though. Like if you if you need to win games, you need to deal more damage, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if John Madden taught me anything, I think you're absolutely right. That's how you win games. You got to do more damage than your opponent. Yeah, I mean, it's it's as simple as that, right? But no, overall, I thought it was a really good weekend uh, for events. Uh, again, congratulations to Robert for uh, winning the Winter Cup. Now, while we're on the subject of this thing, and we kind of were you know, rambling about it at the top, the prizing for this thing is 
busted. Holy shit. Um, can we get this? <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> that, good lord. I think, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So Rob w- walked away with two uh, full sets of foils from 7, uh-huh. Opus 7. Uh, one Opus 7 display. Uh, I guess that's like... I guess it's a box. It's probably a box. Is it a box? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a box. Yeah, it um, uh, he got a... 2018 Nationals yeah, Lightning Playmat. the Lightning Playmat. That's yeah. the one on the horse, right? The Odin? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he got Chocobo Crystal Hunt and the expansion. He got a Play mm-hmm. Arts Terra. He got the 15 OST. And then he mm-hmm. got a Carbuncle, an Emerald Carbuncle plushie. And that really sick trophy right next to it. Yep. And then, I mean, not and only not that. Mention, and not to mention, just for showing up, he got the Noctis Playmat and the Laswell promo. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, not only that, like, the, even the tiered down prizing was good, too. Like, So does he get all of that stuff in addition to the top prizing? So if you look at it, it a lot of the, all the stuff that I just named are in the other prizing if you tier all the but, way down. But does he get the, uh, he does get the playing cards as well? Because those things are sick. I don't know if he got those. Uh, then it looks like third and fourth place got a different soundtrack. They got the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Um, but I don't know if he got I all the way to down. Yeah. Both, both then, OSTs are good. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah so like the prizing for this thing is insane um because okay so uh, let, let, let's do a quick comparison i re- realize this is a, a complete apple this is not even apples to orange this is an apple to onion comparison so last year top 16 boston crystal cup we got you know we got our stuff for entering we got the you know the, the tote bag the four packs uh i believe it was vincent box the Vincent box and didn't and we got a promo right? Yeah, it would have been. Uh, it was Vincent at the time. Yeah, it was Vincent. Was it Vincent? Five You're CP. right. It was Vincent. Yeah, five CP Vincent. And that was really it. I mean, we got to, if we made top sixteen, we got to get up with the play map that we had. Yeah. So, um, well, if you look at it that way, like top sixteen here got playing cards, but I guess they already got their play map for signing up. So uh, and yeah, promo. and Laswell promo and the Laswell promo, which is a pretty exclusive promo, at least right now. Yeah. So, so I don't know, man. I, I guess when you, when you start rattling stuff off, maybe the Vincent box is comparable to the playmat, but I, I think I think the playmat is just better. Yeah, it's more eye catching. Like I, my Vincent box is still sitting in the plastic wrap from you know I I haven't Same. even and and I'm gonna keep it. That's like a memento from my first Crystal Cup or whatever. But that that, that doesn't mean like. But if I have this Noctis playmat, right, I could be somewhere. Or at, at, at a card shop or somewhere, and I whip this out. It's going to catch somebody's eye, right? And they're going to recognize Noctis and be like, "Oh man, what is this?" You know, like it, it, it's it, it's just that, that the power of visibility. Am I right? Yeah. And I think more people want that. Yeah, I mean, like I, I think the pricing overall is getting better, but it definitely. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, the- we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit more when we get to the meat. Oh, one last thing we want to talk about is the uh, you know we talked about the pricing for the main event. Uh, did we look at the pricing for the side events? Have uh, you seen that trophy? Yeah. That trophy? You could stop a mugging with that thing. It is a brick in a purse. Look at that. Like, hard <laughs> is it the one that looks like a like a crystal? Like a yeah, yeah. It's like a half, okay. almost like a half a crystal looking trophy. It looks pretty sweet. And the base yeah. says the middleman, right? Yep. How sick is that? How sick? I, I would kill for a trophy. I don't, I don't they could call. They could say a big piece of shit on that trophy, and I would still put that on my shelf and be super happy about it. It's a Buster Sword. Dude, it's insane. It is insane. Yeah, and, and let's see. And I, so, I, I was gonna say, even on top of that, they got some pretty other sick prizing too. So, yeah. 
I, so tell me a little bit. I missed the part where Tim was talking about what this middleman event, what, what this format is. I know this was the new format they were talking about. I don't remember exactly, but I'll see if I can try to like explain it without making a mistake. It was basically two v twos, right? Like you had a, you brought like uh, you brought a deck of cards. That was, I think it was thirty or twenty five. Twenty-five. Yeah. So twenty because you brought a half a deck. Uh, and then you were randomly paired with someone who also brought a half a deck, and then you combine those to make an entire deck. And you had to have copies of the cards that they voted on, which I believe were X Death Snow. Uh, I feel like there was one more, right? Yeah, I don't remember the last one. <laughs> I know the other. T I know two of them were X Death and Snow, and they had to be in your. You had to have a copy of them in your twenty-five. So that means sure. between the two, I think you were had, you were gonna at least have two copies of each of those. I believe. Interesting. Um, and then, yeah, you played as, like, a two-man team with your 50-card deck. So it became, like, two-headed giant at that point? Well, did you run, no, did you, you, same, like, you uh, piloted, same... no, you piloted, the, you you put those 50, those 25 cards together with the other person's 25 cards, and then you had a 50-card deck. You and played one person piloted? Yeah, but it sounded like you kind of had, like, over-the-shoulder kind of thing going on. Like, you, you were both at the table. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Cause that's I think, actually really cool. Grand Finals was Alex and somebody correct because I don't I'm not familiar with all the players. But it was Alex and somebody versus Jamie and somebody, and I don't remember the other two players. Okay. So. And I didn't uh, didn't Alex's team lose? Uh, I caught part of it because I thought it was the finals when I first tuned in, and I was like, "Is this finals have three color moogles in it? What is happening?" Yeah. And then uh, I realized it was that format. Um, but I don't remember who won to be honest. Yeah, but even so, it looked like it was, I, I didn't know all that. That sounds pretty neat, and maybe something we could you know we could look into trying at least once you know me man i'm all about other formats um but look at these look at these prizes so like you know obviously they had like a uh, like a, a threshold price or like stretch prize but the dragoon play mat and the furion sleeves but i mean you you got you got prized out almost like you won the whole damn winter cup if you won this thing yeah kind of i guess except you have to do you split it two ways or do each person get one because that's pretty that's a good question i don't Ooh. know yeah, I would hope each person gets one just for like sake of fairness. Yeah, I would well, imagine. He, I would imagine each person would get. This yeah, because I feel that, like split, that, splitting this up would be hard. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, we're gonna cut the plushie right down the middle. <laughs> we're gonna cut the playmat right down the middle. Yeah, it would make sense that each individual got the same. Yeah. Yep, and then obviously they um you know if you go down to the other events you know they sleeves and uh, you know the, the the other things like the Highlander events and all that stuff looks in tune with what we get in our side events as well promos plushies things like that so so side event pricing still really strong so if you didn't do well in the main event or you know or if you were there like you know like Alex who I don't even think was even playing you know got to hang out and do side events so you still got to jam all weekend which was really cool. Um, yeah, sounds like it was just a real solid good time across the board. And, you know, it's good to see the, again, like I said, the competitive season, you know, globally start to really ramp up and, you know, we're going to, we're going to spend the, uh, the majority of the cast talking about what our compare, uh, competitive season is going to look like, but I want to, I want to take a quick detour before we do that. Uh, we mentioned last week that the brave XVS fan fest was going on and, was it in Los Angeles? Was it, it was Los Angeles, right? Yes. No, no, actually, Long Beach, Long Beach, sorry. Long Beach. Okay, it was in Long Beach. And Oki and Greg, you guys were there, right? Yes. Yep. So, uh, you know, this the, the, the idea of these fan fests are new to me. I know there's one for 14, and our buddy Kyle 
uh, goes to that. Um, what what are these things like? Just kind of tell me the atmosphere. You know, obviously, you know, Brave Brave Exit is being a mobile game that I you know I play when I'm on on the crapper. Which Greg, I hear you have finally in, gotten to experience that. It changed your life, didn't it? Yes, yes. I always play Brave Exodus on the toilet. <laughs> Telling you, it, it'll change your life. But, oh so, so what was the, So what was this event like? I can't keep a straight face. <laughs> um, I guess I could start. Um, so I play, I played an event. I I actually don't play Brave Exodus. Mm-hmm. So I guess I can give you my perspective from someone who doesn't actually get to play the but game. But have you tried it on the toilet? I've downloaded it and tried it, not on the toilet, but I've tried it and it just didn't catch my attention. Maybe That's on the fair. toilet. Give me a, a favor. Next experience. time you try it, do it while you're on the toilet. Maybe give me a better experience. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but it was a two-day event. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the convention that they rented out was huge. It was like there was like a um, obstacle course bounce house. There was oh, wow. a VR thing where you could like go with a bunch of friends and like. I guess in Brave Exodus, Brave XVS, you have like a party of like five or six players or, or people or mm-hmm. units or whatever, and they fight something. So you would have like a bunch of friends be those units in the VR, and you'd fight something. It was, was kind of cool. Oh, that um, is cool. They had like a charging station with chairs and everything for the, in the middle of the entire event, so you could watch everything while charging your phones and playing the game. They had like an art corner with a bunch of cool art that hopefully we get in the card game. There was a, they wouldn't let us take pictures. There's literally like signs saying no no pictures. I'm sure people probably could have sneaked pictures but i tried mm-hmm. and they said put your phone away i was like okay no, i'm not gonna try to get i'm not trying to get kicked out of here so all right um and then they had the main stage where they had like the ending ceremonies and like the panels and the where Katy perry showed up and all that stuff yeah. and then on the right of that was the fftcg area which was probably sat i don't greg might know the actual number but i think it was like 50 or 60 people maybe i don't know well, it was a it wasn't a lot, but it was like enough. Yeah, that's actually not bad, and I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that's kind of where you you know you, you ended on that. What was it like? You know, obviously, you know we're we're here for the card game, and that's the avenue that we enjoy. How was it? How did it, how did the card game integrate in with this fan fest? Were there was there a lot of foot traffic for people coming by? Like, oh hey, I didn't know there was. A, was there a lot of oh I didn't know they had a card game kind of thing? Was there a lot of that? Uh, I didn't hear it too often, but there was a lot of people in line. There was a lot of foot traffic. I think there was over 400-plus people who actually went into the card game area from that event. I think the event was like 2,000 people or something. Wow. And like, well, not at once, but like overall the entire weekend there was 2,000 Oh, okay. People. I was going to say, like, man, 2,000 <laughs> people in line for the card game? That's no, no. huge. No, there was the, the, the Brave XVS event had like 2,000 signups over okay. the entire weekend. And I think of those 2,000, they got to like four to 500 players people who actually went to the FFTCG booth and did stuff. That's so cool. So what they did is they had like a little quest card that you could go to every station and like try to find Moogles with little items in their hands or like com- or, or, uh, compete in like one of the, the things at the booths. Mm-hmm. And FFTCG was one of those. So like if you were one of those that likes to complete quests at conventions or whatever, mm-hmm. you, would ha- you would kind of like be forced to go to the FFTCG area at least once to like check it out. Mm-hmm. Just kind of cool. Um, I think the demos basically got filled up in the first couple hours each day and they had to like you'd have like a time slot to go do your demos oh wow um so the first day on saturday you got to you got a little card that lets you play in one of the event like it reserves your slot for one of the event mm-hmm. um and if there was room in the other events you could you could play but if it was full you couldn't play that's all like packed things where like so many people wanted to play the game 
Yeah, that's actually really awesome. And um, was it um, – what am I trying to say? Was it a lot of fresh faces, or did you see a lot of, like, the local guys coming in just sharking it up? Uh, actually, I – so, like, obviously you're going to have your handful of local players that are coming just for the card game and oh, sure. like, trying, to, trying to get prizing. There was a handful of that, but honestly there were so many new players. Mm-hmm. And, like, like – there, I, I I usually would go into a room in FFTCG and I'm gonna know like 70% of them. I've seen them before. I've talked to them, but like mm-hmm. I maybe knew like 30% of the people oh, wow. in that area, which is like a sh- kind of like a shock to me. I was like, dang, like I really don't know a lot of these people, but it's really cool that a lot of these new people are trying it out. And um, of of course though, like in the events that the people who actually played the game obviously did better than the, the new players, but it was cool to see. Um, the new players actually didn't do as bad as you would think they were. like some of them got like top eight or top four of events and it's their first oh, cool. time like playing the game so it was it was pretty cool to see that the prizing was cool i think the first place of the constructed event got like a bahamut figurine oh, ring arts nice. thing and it was a free event so like you just brought a constructed deck if you got first place you, you got that um all the events were single elimination due to the time sure um and i think it was i think they were all best of one as well if i'm not mm-hmm. mistaken so it was that, like a big a good way to turn and burn them, you know. It was like a big bracket then, basically instead of Swiss. Was that kind of yeah. how it was? Yeah. So like it was thirty-two. Well, they capped it at thirty-two players for each event. So the okay. constructed was thirty-two players. The first, basically, the first thirty-two people to sign up um, got in the constructed event, and then the first, the next one was like um, simplified sealed. So the first thirty-two people to sign up got that. If there was any spots left over, uh, people could walk into the event. Like if you played the constructed, you couldn't play the simplified sealed unless there was extra spots open. Oh, cool. Greg, how about you, man? What did you, what did you think of the event? I actually um, was super excited to do this podcast with you guys because I've just been brainstorming on how I'm going to be able to explain the whole thing because I know that that was one of the main points we discussed that you guys wanted to talk about. So, like, throughout the week, I was, like, taking notes and coming up with, like, what do people need to hear about this event? Mm-hmm. So Matt, Matt covered a lot of of the um just like the a lot of the important community stuff that people do want to hear um i guess uh i'm trying to think of like maybe anything that i could think of that's extra um i mean long story short they threw 2500 people at the final fantasy tcg booth Mm -hmm. um and if you think about it like the market for ffbe all those people that went they're all hardcore players like those are all people that are charging their credit card to the the app store like buying stuff like and upgrading their characters and and maximizing their energy and playing every single day and and getting all of their all five of their units to like max and so like you you even knew like while they're while they're doing um interviews they're always doing interviews and panels the whole the whole weekend like every every single minute every hour they were um they were all playing brave exvius while like sitting down in chairs at the panel so you can tell like these people are hardcore so like you're getting hardcore gamers that are final fantasy fans and you're throwing them all at the fftcg booth now from what i understand um every single day they reached anywhere from 200 to 400 people of uh of people that wanted to learn the game or play the game through one of the events and then i believe matt asked how many tables we had i think we had like seven tables and they're like 16 seats per table or something like that so um at least 70 chairs or more um and then they were teaching people 32 players at a time 
So they had four, four uh, demo people all going at the same time, someone at front desk. RB was uh, managing the entire uh, TCG section, and then uh, Henry Doe was running the, all of the tournaments um, in the back table. So um, all of the, the, like the, the lists for people to be able to test the game and demo the game, all of them were full. All the RSVPs were full. You had like 100 to 200 people line up at the TCG booth to be able to try the game every single morning as soon as they open up the doors. So that like, you know, I always knew like this is my first like serious card game, but I always knew that Square Enix had the infrastructure to be able to do things like this and to be able to just, you know, use their influence and just like slam it down and be like, boom. And this is a perfect example of this. Um, you know, they're doing the FFTCG Fan Fest in February. And then I believe, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, they're doing the FFTCG one, and then um, I'm pretty sure they're doing more Brave XV stuff next year. So it's just it's just looking extremely good for, for the game. I'm really excited, and uh, I, I was blown away. You know, we, we, the locals were outnumbered by, by the Brave XV players, for sure. Dude, that's awesome. So it's really good to see that, you know, when they, when they start taking this, this particular um, avenue that they have and start integrating it into their more established properties, that the 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 desire is there for people to want to pick it up and play it and i, I think you know I, maybe now they're striking while the iron's hot because it seems like since they've been doing the cross promotional stuff you know more people are in tune with it i know cards are becoming a little and this is just for me looking for specific things but i feel like cards are becoming a little bit harder to find um there's i feel like there's more foot traffic at least on some of the facebook groups from people names i haven't seen before um i don't know our We've had a couple new players show up at our locals, um, and we have, well, our numbers are a little bit smaller right now because a lot of our guys are in school. So I'm sure summertime that that number could double. Um, have you guys had any kind of impact? Have you guys seen anything from that event? Has, has anything kind of reciprocated to your locals that you've had since then? I guess that's where I was going with all of that. Uh, uh, yeah, for my local for like a destination. Um, I can't make it out to TGC as often as I'd like, but Greg probably has more on that. Mm -hmm. We've had like, um, we've had like one or two new players from the event. Um, I know there was a few people at the event who were all asking, "What are the local stores? Where are they at?" Well, that's so cool. I'm, I, I'm sure there's scenes growing from that event, but it's at stores that we haven't been to yet, and there's probably like hidden play groups at all those stores that we have to just find eventually. Because mm -hmm. a lot of players that were at the event were like, oh, yeah, I live in L.A. or, oh, well, I live in, you know, whatever, Marina Del Rey. Or, like, they all live in areas that we don't, like, we normally don't go to. Because when we first started a scene in, in SoCal, there wasn't any stores that um, supported the game in those areas. But hearing the chatter at the event, there's people who are saying they live in those areas and they're going to check out the stores in those areas. There's probably <laughs> playgroups starting up out there. See, that's really cool. And, um, you know, speaking of fan of it, I think this might be the perfect segue. Um, unless, Greg, do you, you have anything else you want to add to the Brave Exvius event? Because it sounds like you guys had a really awesome time, and it sounds like the TCG got a lot of exposure at this event. Yeah, it was, it was uh, you know, um, uh, above and beyond. They pulled out all the stops. Uh, RB was prepared. Uh, Square Enix was prepared. They probably had, like, maybe close to 50 to 100 um, uh, employees and contractors that were working the event. Um, I just, you, you know, Square is such a, a giving company. You look at how much they spent on the event, 
where they rented it, where it was at, how elegant it was, how beautiful it was. You see all the pictures. You go to uh, Matt's Meta Potion page. You can you could see all like the live footage of everything going on, how it's all decorated, how everything's all custom, and they're just like, you know, they're just a people company. You know, they they're, they invest in people, and and I love that about them, and I love what they're doing with the game and and how they're mixing their markets amongst their crowd, like. That, that's how powerful their company is that they can have one game and another game and they can put them together and we get outcomes like like you know the los angeles or the long beach event um uh, something i did want to talk about was um how amazing it was for me to get a hotel room mm-hmm. uh i went i went with my sweetheart and then i went with uh, uh arvin bernardo Sharina decano uh brian berkeley ricardo loscano uh kyle mcnasty uh uh we also uh greg the other greg uh, martinez in california um and so we had so something i do want to tell all the listeners is that you definitely want to travel and then if you can travel with your friends and if you can go like really big i highly recommend uh getting connecting rooms at a hotel room because it is just so awesome uh, I think we had that in Boston too. We had connecting rooms. Um, it is so awesome to just be able to like walk in between your friends' rooms and just like chill and just chat and relax. And then our hotel room was awesome. We had uh, it was like a waterfront because it was in Long Beach, so there was a waterfront um, right outside of our window. And then we had all-you-can-eat breakfast in the morning. We stayed at uh, the Hyatt Regency, is a really good hotel. And then we stayed there. Um, the, the rate was very affordable. Um, and, uh, it was like all you can eat, like, uh, uh, grilled salmon, stuff like that. And, um, it, it, and don't forget rule number one, don't forget your swimming trunks for the jacuzzi. If you're going to go travel, always make sure you bring your swimming trunks for the jacuzzi. Fair enough. I, um, I, I will make sure next time I'm out and you're, uh, and you're in neck of the woods, maybe not in Boston this year when we go, uh, I'll probably <laughs> pass on swim trunks there, but, uh. You never know, dude. Indoor. Indoor. It could be indoor jacuzzi. That's true. That is true. That is very, very true. Well, it sounds like you had an awesome time, man. That's really glad to hear. That that makes me nothing but more excited and happy to see these fan fests and the integration there. And that's also a perfect segue because I know we've gotten – when I say more details, we have a date for the TCG fan fest. And it's kind of bittersweet. I – I, I don't I don't like le- I don't like being negative. I don't like leading with any kind of negativity because I love this card game. I love this community. Man, why so soon? It's like what February 9th, I think is when Fe- this thing's happening. February 9th, yeah, it's in LA. Um, yeah, I mean, sadly, I don't think I'm going to be able to attend either. I, I'm I'm going to try, but like because I've already committed to the reunion stuff and I've already taken time off from work there and I've already got my plane ticket, uh, it's going to be really hard for me to also attend this, which is like less than a month from the reunion event so i mean i because i really want to go i want to go more than anything i do too yeah i really want to go i mean it's literally just uh i mean unless they're gonna add unless they're adding like an actual event to it but as of right now it's like just a place to go chill with everyone that also plays the game and then i mean you know play the game and then talk to the people that make the game like um if, if it's anything like the brave exodus fan fest like i would imagine like it It'll probably be. I think they said it was going to be a one day thing, right? I think so. It doesn't, it doesn't say ninth through tenth. It just says ninth. Yeah. It just says ninth, right? So if 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 I were to like imagine what it would be, they'd be like, Arby already posted a questions about like a panel they want to have, right? So there'll probably be a panel. There'll probably be a wolves den. There'll probably be 
a constructed event of some sort, or maybe maybe they can take like ideas from the Winter Cup of like that cool um, two-player event. Like that might be a pretty cool thing to have. Like I, I wouldn't imagine the Fan Fest to have a competitive event. I would imagine it to have a bunch of fun events where winning is just a bonus. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I, I wouldn't like I, my mindset if I was traveling to it, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna be the best, I'm gonna win whatever event at the Fan Fest. I would go and be like. I'm going to go hang out with the entire community. There's going to be a ton of really awesome events, probably a lot of really cool prizing, probably mm-hmm. also a lot of like exclusives because it's a fan fest. Right. And, and I'm glad you said it like that. Cause the reason I want to go, it's, it, you know, the words fan and fest, I just, just calling it that alone means I'm not going, I'm not looking to go there to be, to win an event. Like, and I feel like as a content creator for this game that like, there's a good chance that when you go there, there's people, there's people that we've never met before that listen to our podcast, would love to shoot the shit with us. And this is for everybody. Like, yeah, I'm, you guys, too. There's probably people that, you know, that know the name Greg Cole. They know the name Matt Okimoto. And they'd love to get the chance to, like, talk to you, chill with you, maybe jam some cards with you. And they haven't had that chance yet. And maybe this is their way to kind of get introduced to, to this particular scene. And that's why I really, really, really want to go. I want I want to see what you know the nuts and bolts and what makes other communities tick and what people you know, what excites other people about this game it, it, it's it is just it's just going to be a tough commitment for it to be with it being that soon because i'm kind of in the same boat with adam like i've, I've committed to the reunion um i'm really gonna maybe just hustle and get a really fat bonus in, in january so i can just take the red eye out and take the red eye back or something you know what i mean but if you can afford a flight you're probably mm-hmm. You probably don't need to worry about a hotel. I'll put it that way. Well, that's fair. That's that's what I like to hear. Um, so I will definitely be taking you up on that. So, but like, I, I really want to go, and I think this fan fest is a great idea. And I, I urge anybody that wants to go, and especially, especially if you're not going to the reunion, it's a no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. But I agree with you, and and this is something we'll touch on more when we get into the competitive season stuff, you know, your, your, your time off is valuable, especially if you had, you know, we all have lives. We have, you know, we have wives, husbands, kids, pets, whatever, family obligations. That pets. <laughs> Do Shout out to Maverick and Diggle. Yeah. Shout out to the tank man for being here. I want to shout out uh, John Siorde from Florida and Maxwell Williams from Florida. They flew in for the Brave Exvius Festival. Oh, nice. And yeah, and I guess they said that they had like an amazing time and like our Korean barbecue dinner was like epic. It was like insane. Like we've never, you know, uh, gotten more value from a Korean barbecue <laughs> restaurant before. I feel like I think I saw one of the waiters. They were kind of upset. They're like, oh, my God, they're still going. Like, I can't believe it. I can't believe they're eating this much food. Like they're breaking they're breaking the rules here. Like, they're, you know, so, yeah, they, we definitely um, did an extremely great job at the Korean barbecue restaurant. But um but yeah they came down um thank you so much for coming guys i had the i want to go back and i really really can't wait for the fan fest uh that's going to be in los angeles um i think it's going to be insane um and uh i'm really excited for that and i i know uh i'm going to be able to share that with a lot more people because i know as soon as more announcements start rolling out i'm sure that it's going to be um extremely exciting to hear about yeah, so it de- definitely sounds like Adam. We're gonna have to put our heads together and figure out what we're gonna do. Me, I, I don't want to miss this thing. Like, yeah. I would be one hundred percent happy to just show up and not bring a single trading card with me and just hang out. Exactly. Yeah, I won't. I won't say like a hundred percent, but maybe if if we if we do it, it'll be like 
up and back kind of thing. And up and back is a long way because we're going all the way coast to coast. But uh, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I, I do want to go. Could you, guys, could you guys leave like Friday night and mm-hmm. then leave Sunday? I mean, we probably could. We probably wouldn't sleep much, but we probably could. I guess we could sleep on the flight. Yeah. 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 So we'll go there and uh, figure something out because I, I really, really, really want to go. Like more than anything, because I, I think. Well, that- look, Chris, just you like Oki said, you have a place with us. So if you're either gonna stay with Matt or you're gonna stay with me, like both you and Adam, you're like don't even worry about it. Just come because we love you guys. So we just want you there. You need to be there. You need to like live that life. You need to feel it. You know. Hmm, this this breaking news. I have been threatened with a good time. You need to go to a, a fan fest for Brave Exodus. I didn't even play the game, and I had a lot of fun. And I, I sat in the FFTCG area the entire time for two days, and I had a lot of fun. Like, imagine going to a fest where it's about everything you like. It just God, that's insane. awesome. Like, I had fun, and I like at the Brave Exodus. I had fun, and I was at one booth the entire time. Imagine like probably four booths of everything you like. It's just gonna be in a in a panel that you actually understand what's going on because I had no idea what was going on for the Brave Exodus <laughs> panel. Like. I don't know. Well, I think that solidifies it. Then we're just gonna have to work out scheduling and things like that. But um, yeah, look at that. We we've just been sold live on the podcast. <laughs> oh, it's easy. we could sell anything in California. Have you not had? You haven't had like a Korean barbecue experience until you've come to California. Yes. And have had to try to fit fifty people in a Korean barbecue. Preach it, brother. Preach it. <laughs> <laughs> like at nationals was insane. Oh, oh my yeah. god. But uh, I guess the only downside this time uh, with you, Greg, there was no uh, rice wasn't there to sing happy birthday to. Yeah, that was insane. That was an insane birthday celebration for rice after nationals at the at Gen in uh, Torrance. Like, wow, I've never seen like it was it was insane. There's so many people in the room. Happy birthday, Matthew Rice. Yeah, speaking of speaking of which, uh, happy birthday, Matt Rice. Shout out to the birthday boy. All right, so now, now that we've talked about that, we've kind of segue. You know, that 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 was one of the announcements. You know, we've gotten more details about the um the what the competitive season's going to look like um for you know North America this year, um and it's kind of broken down. Okay, I'll let you or Adam or Greg, one of you guys, kind of break down the structure because I know petite cups carry quotation marks. They have they carry more weight. Quote quote quote. My fingers are hurting. Um. Then we have, you know, crystal cups. We have your LQs, and there's supposed to be more of those than ever. And the road to worlds can be a little bit different this time. Uh, go ahead and, uh, go I, ahead and kind I of break do. this down for everybody. Yeah, I, so basically we're getting six crystal cups, uh, which is technically down from eight, right? I yep. think. Yeah, so uh, however, if you win a crystal cup, you go straight to worlds, which I, you know, I think everybody kind of wanted that, and I'm glad that they listened to that, and I think it makes a ton of yes. sense. Way more sense than, I think, three buys. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Then on top of that, uh, top four still qualifies for Nets. Um, similar thing there. I I would assume I don't know for sure, but I would assume if you qualify for Worlds, you could still play at Nets. You just your it just passes down. Um, yeah, that would make sense too. Yeah, then like you said, there's going to be a hundred over a hundred LQs, which I want to say we had somewhere in the neighborhood of like fifty and six to sixty last year. It might have mm-hmm. been seventy, somewhere in that range. But that's at least thirty more. Um, yeah. And then they're also doing these crystal cups uh, in card shops, not like cons, which is another thing that a pain point that a lot of people had because it made flights more expensive, uh, it made hotels more expensive and harder to get, and so now it's going to be like cheaper travel for the players, and they're going like just to play the game, like nothing else. Yep. Um, 
we don't have dates for those. We don't know where they are yet, but we just know that there's going to be six, and I would assume they're going to probably spread them out as much as best as they can. Um, then the petite cups kind of matter a little more, so we don't. I don't think we know exactly like how many there are yet, but if you get top four at any petite cup, you qualify for what's going to be called the circuit finals. Mm-hmm. And then at Collector's Cash, March 10th, which I think is a Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be the Petite Cup Finals where the top X, whatever, are going to play. And whoever wins that's going to get a Nats qualifier. And the day before, that's almost going to be like an LCQ Petite Cup, I guess, if you want to think of it that way, where you can play at Collector's Cash. And if you make top four there, you can kind of continue to Sunday and play in like a fresh tournament. Um, we get 12 seats at worlds this year which is up from 10 no up from eight i mean up from eight i don't know why i said 10 up from eight uh six that's are, so awesome yeah six are gonna come from crystal cups uh top four of na nets is gonna go so that's 10 and then two are mystery spots which uh, tinfoil hats on it would not surprise me that if if they if they really want that point thing from the petite cups to be a thing, maybe one of them will be that, or they'll have something. I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I feel like I feel like the mystery spots. It's one of two things. One, it's like uh, we have twelve spots and we just don't know how to get the last two yet, or we're we're slow rolling something that'll either a piss a lot of people off, or make a lot of people happy. Like there's a. I'm kind of a mixed bag on the on the on the hidden last two spots, but you know we'll we'll, we'll dive more into that. If I had to make a guess, I like okay. If, if I'm in a dream world, personally, what I think would be cool is if they do like a leaderboard for the when the Crystal Cup start and just do the mm-hmm. first place of the leaderboard qualify for Worlds of just the Crystal Cups, and you can only earn points for those at Crystal Cups, mm-hmm. and then have the other one be. At, I think because they are going to do a Gen Con, right? I, even though they said that they're not going to have Crystal Cups at um, conventions, Gen Con was like the exception. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know Gen Con usually has two events like they did last year. So maybe one would be the Crystal Cup and the other could be a, a different format of some sort to qualify for Worlds. I think that would probably be pretty cool. Yeah, I th- I, that's what I'm thinking too. I'm thinking one of those is basically a Crystal Cup. They're just not calling it that. And it's going to be whatever the second event is at Gen Con. That'd be my yeah. guess. Then in the other it would not slot, surprise me if it was a title of it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. I'll be ready for it if it is. Um, yep, same. So, but yeah, the other spot, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I hope it's the point system. I think that would be sweet uh, to just give kind of the, the grinder a way to like earn a spot there. Because even if it's right. a grind, right? Like you still have to be good enough to maintain first place, even if it's a grind. Because yeah. everyone's gonna attend, like. The quote-unquote more serious players, everyone I've talked to plans on attending as many Crystal Cups as they can. Yep. As compared to last year, it was like, oh, I'll just attend the ones close to me and then wait for local qualifiers. Everyone wants to attend Crystal Cups. So, mm-hmm. sure, you can be like, people might have the argument, like, it may be like pay to qualify, which in a sense, sure, like you have to pay to go to the events, but you still have to perform well mm-hmm. at those events to maintain the number one rank on the leaderboard, right? Yep, and, and real talk, though, like if you're good enough and you practice enough, you could go. You could win it on your first one. You don't have to worry about traveling anymore. And you, you, you know. So, so the, I, I guess I, I got a little. You know, I, I know there was that thread on the Facebook page about the. If you go, we started breaking down Scott Steiner math about. Oh, if you have a seventy percent chance of going here, then you can do this and you can win because you have. You know, whatever. So I sound like a tobacco auctioneer trying to talk about this stuff. It, it is a grind, but if you put the time in and perform, 
you can alleviate, you have the potential to alleviate the grind, if that makes sense. Yeah, by going to a Crystal Cup, it's just freaking awesome whether you win or not. Yep. Yeah. Well, that too. Like, you're just going to have a good time regardless, but if you say you're going to the, I don't know, we'll say you're going to the SoCal Crystal Cup, and that's your first one, that's the first one of the season. We're, again, we're talking hypotheticals here, and you win that one, or if you top four that one, you know, you don't have to grind nearly as much anymore. Being able to go to these events is going to, you know, going to as many as possible has the potential to prevent you from going to as many as possible, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still going to try to attend all of them. Oh, I am too. Yeah. I am too. Same. I'm going to every single one that I can. Um, so I'm hoping I'm hoping I can go to all six. That's my goal. I know I missed out on Cal, the Cali one and the Seattle one yeah. last year. but um, Yeah. Turns out that Unibox is just doesn't exist. Yeah, it's pretty rare. It's hard I have one. <laughs> yeah, I, I need one. I need one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, what are y'all's thoughts overall? I guess, like, uh, for me, I, I guess I'll start, uh, just to not sound like everybody's being negative or anything. I, I, overall, I'm, like, hype for all of this stuff. The Crystal Cups are going to be amazing. Uh, we got 12 world seats. Like, that's awesome. It's, it almost seems like uh, wherever the country that's being held has the most seats. I don't know if that's, like, a, a correlation thing there. Uh, if or if that's going to rotate around since, like, we're going to host it this year. Probably makes travel cheaper on their end. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're floating the dime. I do think that, and I don't, because they try to put more into crystal uh, petite cups and, like, that's, like, a way to qualify now, it just doesn't seem worth the grind to me. But I think RB's kind of already came out and said, like, they didn't want that to be worth the grind. So, mm-hmm. like, I feel like petite cups are going to kind of be, like, if you can go, go. If you can't. You know, it's not a big deal. Save your, like, time right. off and money and go to Crystal Cups. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can make it to that finals and you happen to win, uh, hopefully the prizing is really sweet and, uh, you know, get, you can save yourself from LQs and stuff if that ends up being the way you qualify. But I think, like, it, you're not meant to, like, grind out these petite cups. So. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll piggyback off of that because I agree with you. Um, while, you know, we're – I guess I'll preface all of that with this. We, we sound like we're complaining, but we're just super passionate about, you know, this this game and this uh, this this community. So when we hear about the competitive season, we, we want it to be we want to have as many chances to just play as we want. So, you know, Crystal Cups are great. Petite Cups are fine if they're local, right? More LQs is fantastic. Yes. And and I think I think one of the biggest problems is you know me, me Adam you and I were talking about this yesterday and we kind of touched on it, you know we want to see a, a a sweeping point system where you know there's more control on the local levels like you know like have have pretty much the majority of the seat very similar to very similar to Magic right where they have PPTQs all over the place they have these these low level events at just stores throughout the entire year, those stores if you win that you get points and you can go here you get points you can go here then you can go here and you just kind of have that ladder that you can climb throughout the season so it it rewards the grinder for going to all these events and now you're all cool i've got enough or just by playing in sanctioned events like oh cool i've got enough planeswalker points i get to go to nationals this year um but i i think you know i while that does sound like a great idea on you know on paper and it works for the most part it, that uh, keeping those stats up in real time probably requires a lot more personnel than Square is willing to put on the books, or even wants to consider putting on the books, if that makes sense. But 
with that being said, I think what we got this season is a two big steps in the right direction, but maybe a stumble going backwards. Because I think I think while the petite cups are cool, I I think maybe the way they were uh, the way the news was delivered to us might have put a sour taste in people's mouths. And that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Well, I uh, I think I I made a post uh, about that, uh, and I I personally don't feel like came off negative. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people may have interpreted it otherwise. Like, so I'll just reiterate basically what I said. So my opinion is, I think, like for the most part, like eighty to ninety percent of everything announced is great. Now, Crystal Cups are amazing. Yep. We're all talking about it. We're super hyped to attend all of them if we can. Mm-hmm. The more local qualifiers is great. Like everything is awesome. The Petit Cups adding, like the Petit Cups is where me personally, I have like a love hate relationship with because like I'm the kind of person. I want to attend as many events as I can, and I want reasons to attend those events. And I also, I, and the petite cups, personally for me, it's hard for me to justify going to petite cups that aren't local, which I guess might be the point of what they're trying to do. But like, from my perspective, wouldn't you want as many people to attend your events regardless of the level of event as possible? No. So like, that's where it, it hurts me a little bit is like, wouldn't you want to try to find like the even ground between like the casual player and the competitive player and do construct something that incentivizes both to attend a petite cup as to where right now the petite cups heavily incentivize casuals, which is great, which is awesome. But I think it would be cool to incentivize the competitive players a little more. And the, I think what their original thought was like, okay, let's throw them a bone and like, okay, top four qualify for petite cup championship and the petite cup championship winner qualifies for nationals. But like, that's like, when we're gonna have a hundred local qualifiers. That's not really much incentive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure the prizing will be great. Like I, I actually have zero worry in the prizing this year. I, I'm, I'm very positive that like, I'm sure we'll be taken care of. <laughs> right, and I'm actually really glad you said that because one, one of the words that keeps popping up when we're talking about this is the word competitive, competitive, competitive. Look, the reason we have a competitive circuit is so people can play for the the title of world champion. It's not for casual play. Weeklies, monthlies, locals, that's where you go to play casually or at your kitchen table. So if we're making competitive season announcements, shouldn't these events all have a pretty major stake in the competitive season? Like, I love playing basketball competitively, but I don't hear the fucking bulls ringing my phone off the hook. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think there's a, I, I think there's a kind of a hang up there where it's, you know, it, it is competitive season, but they're, but they're still trying to please everybody. And I, I think that's, there's a bit of a disconnect there, at least in my opinion. I, I think for me personally, like a few changes I think could be made to the petite cup structure where like, mm-hmm. why not just have top eight of the petite cup championships qualify for nationals, right? That would mean people have an incentive to fly out. Because mm-hmm. then they can top eight and then be done and be qualified. That'd be great, right? Making it first place makes it seem like if it's just first place, what's different from that in a local qualifier? For, for someone like me, I can just go play a local qualifier and have the same like chance, right? So exactly. if you make the championships, maybe top eight qualify for nationals, that'd be great. Or even top four. I would prefer top eight because you have to qualify for it. So mm-hmm. why not just make top eight? And mm-hmm. then why not make the Petit Cup championship winner just auto-qualify for nationals? I don't see an issue personally with having as many people qualify for nationals as possible. 
Yeah, I, I, my thing was, uh, I think I told Chris when they first announced this, like, I would just nix the championship in general. I know they were doing that to try to, like, something extra. And that's great. Like, I, I want more events. But uh, I would almost nix that and just have the winner of each Petite Cup go straight to Nats. Sure. I, I mean, that seems good too. <laughs> I mean, the reunion itself, that's going to be the size of a Crystal Cup. So I, I think the participation at that reunion and a Crystal Cup is very minor in terms of like differences, right? Like if you were to like change the reunion to a Crystal Cup, you may add 10 more players. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Other than that, it's the same competition and level as a Crystal Cup and that and mm-hmm. on your guys' side. Yep. No, I agree with that for sure. And, you know, I. <sighs> I guess, I guess what we're all trying to say here is while while we do there are some th- it's not perfect by any means we're all, we all just want to get out there and play and I and I think that's part of it and we want we want people to have as many chances as they possibly can to get to nationals and then everybody have you know be on the same playing field to have a chance to get to worlds and I, I think the petite cup just kind of left people scratching their head because I agree. I think more the more LQs you can have throughout the season, the better. And those things should be starting as soon as possible. Like I think LQs should be going on throughout the entire. Like they should be starting like I don't know after, after Worlds when they make the announcements. Like oh by the way, next month February the first month in, or first week in February that's when all those are starting. You know like make make the competitive season an actual season. Make it last right. And I think I think that's you know there, there's a little bit there's too, almost like too much pomp and circumstance right now. like let's just have all these LQs let people get to let people get to nationals and let let nationals be an actual like nationals let there be like 200 300 players at this thing and that's how you really get the best of the best in my opinion you know you the, you have a bigger sample size to choose from like a, a 80 person nationals doesn't really paint a full picture because there's also people that can't make it but if they have their lqs now and they qualify you know nine months from now they've saved up the pto they've saved up the money to fly out there so now it's a no question you know what i mean i I think if they go that route they Mm -hmm. and just just announce the date of nationals it doesn't you don't need to know the date and the like general location you don't need to actually announce the venue but Mm -hmm. let's say they were to go the route of like okay uh, uh, local qualifiers start in january for nationals Mm -hmm. Um, if they were to go that route and they announce here's na- nationals will be September first, whatever mm-hmm. the, some random arbitrary date at, at, at uh, Los Angeles, California, at the same look, basically at the same location that we have it every year, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the local qualifiers start in January. That gives people a, an almost like nine months if they qualify. Like the earlier you qualify, you have that much more time to prepare going right, mm-hmm. which is which is great. That means. You can give people the most amount of time possible to go to nationals, depending on how they qualify. Instead of like, oh, we have a Crystal Cup in September, but our nationals is the beginning of October. Right. I'm, I'm really glad you put it that way. I, I feel like that's still the biggest hurdle. Things are announced very late, or everything when they make the announcements is happening very soon. And I, I think just an improvement in scheduling would go a long way. And again, these are just real, again, super nitpicky things because we all just want to play. We want to go to yes. these events. We want to do well. And we, we're just passionate about it. So when we see something that maybe like, oh man, you know, maybe I've tried it like this. It's not a knock on the people making the decisions. It's that we, we just want to get out there and play. I mean, put me in coach. I, I want to get in there and I want to try my best to get, you know, to play on the world stage. 
I do want to say though, I'm while I hope people don't take the constructive criticism in a bad way. I think, mm-hmm. like I said, like I said at the beginning, everything is great. Every everything mm-hmm. is like even though the petite cups aren't how I personally feel, I'd like them. They're mm-hmm. still better than last year. Like there's still a little bit more incentive than last year, right? Mm-hmm. And they've they they basically announced that there's going to be petite cups leading up to April, which is essentially telling us April is when crystal cups should start. Like. Mm-hmm. There, there. At least we have something to do between now and April. Yes. Oh, thank God. Yes, absolutely. And that that's a big that's a big point. I'm glad you said it that way because I know up until they announced everything, we were like, well, I guess I'll see you guys in April. Now, what are your thoughts, Greg? Oh, thank you for asking. I was like, <laughs> I was like hyperventilating over here. I was like, I want to say. <laughs> um, so I agree with you, uh, Chris so much because like i'm the kind of person like rem- okay remember when we started our lqs last season mm-hmm. um earlier this year and every single day somebody was holding a minifilia trophy in the u.s group yeah so yeah, yeah. that was hype because every single post got like maybe like 10 to 100 likes uh, depending on like if you knew the person or you knew that the person was like freaking not sleeping and grinding their butts off every single day to be able to play now so like that I'm not for me like my personality the kind of person I am I'm just like all systems go I need to I need to see it on the radio I need on the television I need to be able to like see it on Facebook I need it to be all the notifications on my phone like I want this game to be like all over the place you know and so when I read the news mm-hmm. uh on the uh, the NA post when uh, RB shared it to the US group and then it was on the NA page and I read like the whole like structure so far for like the preview of what we're getting so far I was like Oh my God, like 100 LQs, Petite Cup Circuit, Crystal Cups, uh, World Qualifications, uh, you know, like it's going to be in the US. So, so I was like, even if I don't make it a Worlds, which is which sucks, that would suck. But like, that's fine. Like, you know, even if I don't make it, it's like, it's going to be in the US or Canada. It's going to be in North America this year, the, the, the World Championship, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, I get to hang out. With like freaking Alex Hancock, I get to hang out with Mr. Cool. All everybody traveling uh, from all over the world, you know, that all the all the the best of the best. I get to meet them, hopefully, you know, and and I get to watch them play. Like, you know, that that would be freaking sick. I would like, I would love to do that. So, um, it's it's closer than like London, you know. Like, if I had to like fly to Toronto or New York or or uh, Virginia or Florida, I could I could do that for like worlds, even if I didn't make it right. So. So um, I'm just like the kind of person I am. I just like, you know, I go to so many tournaments in California because we're blessed to have so many LGS and like Meta Potion and like so much uh, structure and so much community. So many people passionate about the game and passionate about each other that we're able to have events every day. So like I'll go to locals probably like three or three to five times a week. And um, that's just a kind of like. That's a, that's what I like. I like being stimulated at that level. I love having to having that opportunity and just like being out there and going out there and having fun. Um, I love that a lot of shops are on my way home from work. I love that I can go to shops on my days off and like stuff like that. And so um, the competitive season, like reading reading that, made me so happy because I was just like a hundred LQs. Like that means I could end up in Idaho this year. That means I could end up in like, you know, Rhode Island or something like just to be able to see all that and the crystal cups and the petite cups um, and all that. Cause even though I probably won't go to petite, petite cups uh, in Kansas, like, you know, because it's just too far and expensive for me. Um, you know, I would just, I, I would still love the opportunity to just like jam with people, you know what I mean? So 
Um, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, I like that we brought up the Wales uh, side events because I hope that we get to experience that as well, like those level of side events, because if there's any way to keep like 200 people in the room for a week or for, for a day or two, like that would be the way. And I would love to see that. And I would love the community to not only just enjoy each other, but to also stay uh, stimulated uh, outside of the main constructed event, you know? Oh, absolutely, and I, and your your passion is infectious, Greg, and like it, it, that that that's what people want, right? So when we get these announcements, we are hype. We 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 just want them to be streamlined and ha- let as many let as many people that want to play the game competitively get as much access as they can. Put everybody on the same playing field that wants to go down that grindy route. Like give people the opportunity to grind if they want to, for sure. Yeah, worst case scenario, you get to like. Just like, I mean, like best case scenario for me, like, uh, like the competition is great, you know, but like, even like yesterday at, at uh, the Meta Potion Championships, like, I just looked at it like, I don't even care, like what happens if I top great, if not, I'm here in a room with all of my favorite people, people that have taught me how to play when I didn't even know like what to do, people that have, you know, gone out of their way for me, people that like, uh, like, you know, really, really support the community and give everything they have, like their lives to the game. And so, like, I'm just, like, surrounded by all these people, like, family to me, you know? And so I was just happy to be there. I didn't even care about the winning outcome. Um, and it, it was just great. And I that's basically going to be my attitude for the rest of the year because now I also get – not only do I get to do that with my SoCal locals, but I also get to do that with, you know, with, like, you, Chris, Adam, um, you know, other people from uh, from all over all the regions that are just so, so supportive to the game and that I talk to on a daily basis. Um, I think, like – that's my favorite thing is just to be able to hang out with people like Matt too. me and Matt, we always talk about just being able to hang out with people and where we're going to go, where we're traveling and who we're going to meet up with and stuff like that. And so like, like, you know, both of us are really passionate about people and you know, Matt's like Matt judged yesterday. He didn't even play. He's like a perfect example of that. You know what I mean? So shout out to Matt Okimoto. Man. Again, like I said, Greg, that passion's infectious and I, I can't wait. I just can't wait for it to start. And I, th- I think that's part of it too. We're just like, we, we, we want to see, I mean, obviously the reunion, you know, we, is our first crack. I mean, not mine. I'm going to be in the booth with the birthday boy himself, but um, you know, the, the reunion is the first crack that people are going to get at the, the competitive side of things. And I think we're all just, we're all just ready for it to happen. And, you know, we're, we're all just kind of nitpicking, but I do think, I do think overall, overall the, the announcements we got were fantastic. And it's all it's going to do is get better. Everything is going to improve every year. So the things we're complaining about now, because we we talked about it last week, that they do listen. They listen to community feedback. So maybe next year in lieu of petite cups, they'll have more LQs and have more of a more of a grind season, if that makes sense. So you never know. You never know. And I'm fine with petite cups being treated like uh, like GPs for Magic. Just have this awesome event that people can go to. Talk to artists, talk to fans, talk to this, do that, play in a bunch of side events or play in the main event, whatever, you know? I, I do want to say, though, Chris, that um, RB and FFTCGNA team themselves, they're super passionate mm-hmm. about this game. And, like, they they do read pretty much everything that is said, and and they they do really, really care about the community. And if there is something that they don't have to agree with everything we that we say, and sometimes mm-hmm. we bring up something like, oh, that's a good idea. But if they feel it's the best for the game, based off what the community has said, they'll do their best to make it reality as fast as possible. Absolutely. So, like, so like 
even though like I made a post or whatever, there's maybe some good and bad about it, whatever. But they're gonna do their best to take the good of it and try to apply it in the best way possible for the game as fast as possible for the game. Does that make sense? No, it absolutely does, and that's um, th- and that's good to hear, right? Because you know the game is still relatively young; it's still kind of in its infancy, for lack of a better way to put it. And you know they they know what the community wants. And we're, we're eventually going to get to that happy medium to where it's good for them. It makes sense to them business-wise. And to it makes sense for them to be able to sustain the game. And the people that play the game are going to be happy traveling around, having a good time. Outside of the obvious friendships that you build. There, there we go. We're just sailing along the friendship again. It's the theme of the episode, man. Well, you got the best friends in, in the best friends in like North America all on the same podcast. I don't disagree with that. So you're absolutely right. But with that being said, is there um, any other points we want to hit on the competitive season? Um, anything that we, anything that we really like? Anything that we, uh, we think they could improve upon? I know we, we were kind of more ranting than anything else, but again, that just goes back to us being passionate about what we want out of this game, what we want out of this community that we, you know, thrown ourselves into. Um, I guess we'll just kind of go around the table. Adam, I'll start with you. Anything you want to add? No, other, I mean, other than the fact that I hope that one of those mystery spots is a point system. I, even if it's just for Crystal Cups, I'd be fine with that. That's, really That's fair. Um, I guess we'll, uh, we'll go to you, Oki. Uh, I think I'm good. I think this was pretty informative. I, I hope everyone likes what they heard, or if they don't like, at least spark a discussion so we can you know, Absolutely. continue the conversation outside of it. Um, I'm super excited for everything to start. I can't wait to see you guys again. And uh, FanFest, baby. Make it happen. Yeah, boy. Ooh. And how about you, Greg? Um, I Like, like uh, Adam said, like, personally, that would be great if we had a, a point system. Like, um, you know, think about all the people that grinded so hard yesterday or last, or this season that couldn't make it a Nats. Um, you know, obviously, like, I put myself into that equation like I said, it's just something that would be great. Otherwise, you know, I love this game so much. I love the community so much. I'm going to go ahead and just keep going, you know, yep. and just, like, you know, just keep my mouth shut, keep my head down, just, like, keep going, you know. Um, but um, uh, uh, other constructiveness would be just, like, I will take, like, more of everything that I read. I'll take, like, times 10 of all of that because I'm totally cool for, like, there to be multiple events and for, like, just to get things, like, super cracking in North America um you know i'm all for it i'm all, all for more events and and more opportunity and more times more more opportunities to play and um you know grow the game like priority number one grow the game and, and i definitely see the growth feel the growth and i know that um we're uh we're set for success i know we are that's that, that's the best way to end a podcast we are set for success damn greg you should write a book no i want to play cards more <laughs> love that Love that. Well, the only thing I want, I want the two mystery spots to be people that didn't qualify, but they show up wearing masks like the Black Scorpion. Whoa. That's cool. what I want. <laughs> what the like, hell? Surely, surely that's not Greg Cole under that mask. <laughs> Jesus. What the... <laughs> can, can I hire you for like... <laughs> Entertainment and party promotional use. <laughs> He's like the guy at the boxing rings that says, "Let's get ready to rumble at every." Event. We're available yeah. on uh, February 9th if you want to fly us out to uh, California. <laughs> wow. 
We'll be available to. Uh, I'll, I'll do a stand-up routine at the fan fest. It'll be great. That's start, we need. Start the we, go need petition. we need to have. We need everyone to go comment on Arby's post about like questions. We need to, a question needs to be: Can we fly Chris Adams and Adam Lane out to the fan fest of next year and have them do a comedic show? For <laughs> well, uh, I, I I will stand and deliver for what the fans want. That's for sure. It'll be great. It'll be absolutely great. Well, hell, man, I can't think of a better way to end this podcast than on that. And um, we definitely, we definitely filled our hour and then some. And I can't say I can't thank you guys enough for being on. It was an absolute great chat. You know, you guys are doing the king's work out there in California. Um, you know, just keeping the keeping the dream alive out there, keeping the competitive scene going. Um, you know, what more can I say? We, you know, world class players and just world class human beings. So. You know, glad we finally got to have you on. We're about, what, 38 episodes late on that one? 37. 37, but you know who's counting. I listened to every single one, by the way. Same. And we appreciate that. We definitely appreciate it. We appreciate, we appreciate that more than you'll ever know. I, I literally look forward every week for the podcast. Yeah, every especially week. Mondays. Yeah, because if, if you don't know, California – Getting to work is like an hour, and that's like on average sometimes. Mm -hmm. And like having something to listen to, especially by people that you really enjoy, it's like the best. Well, we, uh, I, I, man, I, I, got, I don't even have words for that. You know, we appreciate you listening, and you know, we definitely appreciate you joining us today. And I guess with that, with those, with those positive vibes, we're gonna go ahead and spirit bomb sign off. Shoutouts. Oh, great. Shout out. Dude, we, we do this every time. Shout outs, Greg. What you got? What you got, fool? Shout outs to my team. Team Shuffle, baby. Woo! Yeah, we got third place yesterday, baby. Top <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw Greg with his uh, slick jersey. Yeah, look good. Uh, Thank you very much. Shouts out to uh, Kyle McGinty for the hookup on the jerseys. Haul out your boy. Love that. Love that. Okay, any shout outs for you? Uh, To my wife, because uh, we're about to go get lunch. <laughs> uh, to the team to the medbushing team everyone on there to you guys for having us i really appreciate it and uh just to the community as a whole i think i think this community is one of the best communities i've ever been a part of and it's it's, it's really awesome i don't know i don't know what to say well awesome man we definitely appreciate you know you appreciate you taking the time today and being on with us uh you know can't wait to hang out in person again it's always it's always a good time maybe maybe next time Next time, we, we, I guess we have to swear like a blood oath right now. Next time we travel and we're in the same place, let's make sure it's not like Gen Con where we were literally five minutes from each other and didn't know it till the last night. Yes, please. <laughs> okay, so so I, I was going to say, when we all hang out, obviously, like, you know, either Matt or I, hopefully we'll make like a group chat or something. Mm -hmm. Can we get like a legit itinerary? Like, depending on who knows like the area better of us all like having plans and doing things yes. because I want to maximize like min max our opportunity together because I've seen you guys maybe like three or four times this year. And that wasn't enough for me. If that makes sense. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Nats was hard, man. It was like being pulled in like 80 directions. Yeah. yeah. It, that, it, that's really hard. So we need to like find a way that we can, all of us, every single person like listening to this podcast that we can all get together and we just, itinerary we're meeting up here we're doing this we're doing this and everybody just meets up and we're just like you know soldier up and and head out and everywhere we go because I, I really love hanging out with you guys like that's that's my life for me that's the life i want to live you know 
<laughs> Absolutely, no, one hundred percent. And I know, so that that so I've already made I've already made the commitment. First thing I'm doing next time we're all hanging out together, uh, I promised. Uh, my, the first thing I said is I'm going to have beers with Jordan Dank and JG Fitness. Whoa! Oh. Shouts out! Shouts out! JG Fitness. That's right. <laughs> Hashtag JG Fitness. I, I I need to have beers with them. I wanted to have beers with them at Nats, but every time it was like, all right, cool, I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. I would get dragged off somewhere, and I would it would be hours before I would was oh, able to. You get were Mister Popular that weekend, dude. It was it was tough, man. It was it was tough hanging out with everybody, and I I, I just I just love people, and I love hanging out with people. It wasn't even about the cards, man. It was just about shooting the shit, having drinks, just having just having good times, man. That sounds like an FFTCG fan fest to me. That's what I heard. That that's uh... <laughs> so. Hold on, Damn, no. you guys are good. Get behind this. Let me tell me something. Get behind this. A Square Enix Final Fantasy themed bar at the Final Fantasy TCG fan fest. How crazy and beautiful would that be? You have like Moogles serving you. Oh my. <laughs> oh, hold on. What kind of Moogles? Uh, there's only one kind. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that you know of oh, uh hurdy gurdy uh artemision uh who else who else we, uh, we, sorbet don't forget about my man sorbet. Sorbet. yeah we get need, freaking get uh, the... Sarah out there just throwing moogles at people like here boom you're done we need the dad of florida to be our bartending moogle for us that weekend yes Good Come guy. on, RB. Do it. Do it, RB. Come on. <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and sign off on that. It just Everybody, thanks for listening. It was a great time. Yep. Yeah, that was a great podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It was a massive honor to be here. Thank you. I'm so grateful. Thank you, mm-hmm. Thank you very much. It was a blast. Everyone should listen to it every week. <laughs> yes. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes.